Good evening, everyone, or good day, or good morning, or wherever you happen to be in the world. Hey, it's Dashian Miller, and we are here with our uh, next episode, well, this episode, right, of uh, Kuden Radio, and uh, it's episode 114, for those of you who have been following along, and um, for those of you over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all those folks who are following us all over the world, I appreciate you being a part of the group and a part of the, the energy and all that stuff that we're doing. So uh, I just I just I have a video that's going to be released here this week um, on three different aspects of training. Right. Um, Taiden, Kuden and Shinden. Right. Uh, they're different ways that the art or the teachings and the lessons are transmitted. OK, so look for that when it comes out. We're going to be hinting at some of that stuff during this uh, episode uh, focusing mostly, obviously, because this is Kuden, right? The Kuden side of it. And maybe a little bit of Shinden will come across. Well, I'll, I'll explain that a little bit when we come back. Um, but let's go ahead and officially get things started as I play my own uh, uh, techie guy here. So the big question is this. How are self-defense and success-minded people like us, Concerned citizens worried about protecting ourselves, our loved ones, and the things we care about from the monsters we know exist in the world. How do we train in a way that gives us the skills, knowledge, and understanding we need without becoming paranoid fighters or killers ourselves, and yet still allows us to be the hero protector the world needs us to be? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jeffrey Miller, and welcome to Kuden Radio, real training for real people in a real world. And that's the point, right? I was just um, somebody sent me something earlier and I was uh, watching this, this thing. Somebody's uh, they're supposed to be like a, a former CIA, CIA operative and all that kind of stuff. And their whole premise was martial arts don't work and all that. So um, obviously I had to take a look at it. Right. And so this guy's going on and on about how um, he's trained in different martial arts, bits and pieces here or there because other people said he should try it. Uh, but he doesn't use it because it doesn't work in a real street fight. Right. doesn't work on the street, um, which always gets my ears to perk up because I've used this stuff that I'm teaching everyone uh, on the street against really bad people. As a matter of fact, um, everything from, a you know, uppercut to the jaw to somebody during an arrest procedure, pulling my own weapon and trying to shoot me in the head with it. Right. So um, I, I find it funny. But as, as I, I, I don't I don't try not to do any judgment kind of things, it just kind of make, made me go, hmm. OK, so. I get it, your experience, my experience, whatever. But as he moved on, as he continued on, then what he was doing was discussing how martial arts are a sport and in a ring you can't do eye gouges, you can't do this, you can't do that, that kind of thing. And he's absolutely right, but we need to make a we need to be able to differentiate between a sport martial art and real budo, right? Training for real combat. Anyway, so uh, I'm not starting that off because we're going to be talking about combat techniques. But I wanted to highlight how the way we think about things, including ourselves, our potential, those kind of things, right? The way we think about those things drives the way we think, the way we speak, the way we plan, the way we act, the way we feel when we're accomplishing or not accomplishing or whatever, okay? So uh, if you if you followed along with the emails that went out, social posts and all that kind of stuff, you know, uh, during this episode, I'm going to be talking about these five credos 
to super success, right? And so I'm exploring things in a, in a, in a different realm because I have mentors in, in several different realms, right? Uh, several, obviously, within my martial arts training, but I have uh, mentors in the business world. I have mentors uh, just, you know, because I think it's important that uh, if we're going to live to a higher potential, we need to surround ourselves with people who think the way we want to be thinking, that live the way we want to be living, right? We surround ourselves by people who think, live, and act just like us. We're not going anywhere because that's our influence, right? It's, uh, what, do you, what do you call that? Uh, confirmation uh, bias, right? So it's all the same. They're going to tell me exactly what I'm going to hear. Uh, we're all speaking the same language, all that kind of stuff. Um, if we're not producing the results that I want to be producing as a group, then shit, I need to be in a different group, okay? But that's me, right? I, I would never tell anybody how they need to do things unless they come to me and we establish a formal teacher-student relationship, in which case I'm going to do it the Japanese way and highly suggest that you consider thinking about doing things a certain way, which is the Japanese teacher's way of saying, do it. But if I told you flat out to do it, that'd be rude, right? <laughs> so anyway, right? Uh, so anyway, right? Um, but these credos, and if you're one of my personal students, you know, right? Um, we have a, we have these things um, within your program, right? We start people, we start students off with uh, what we call a student creed, which is actually a westernized, a little bit sanitized version of our Mikyo's Sankye Sankyo, which are the triple, uh, the triple secret, the triple refuge kind of thing, right? Belief in self or our own innate Buddha or enlightened nature. Uh, otherwise, why work on making ourselves better if there's no better version of me to be had, right? Um, belief in what I'm studying, right? Belief in the program. Um, because if I don't believe that this, this stuff that I'm studying will provide the lessons I need and the skill sets I need to become that better version of me, well, then I'm swimming upstream and going nowhere, right? Or I'm the hamster on a wheel kind of thing, right? And I believe in my teachers, right? Now, in the Sankyei Sankyo, it's not just the teachers, but it's also the group of fellow students, right? Your peer group that are all on the same journey, right? So, again, got to be careful about confirmation bias, right? But um, it's it should be a group that is not just all in the same direction, but they're also willing to motivate, they're willing to reach up a hand down and lift us up, and they're also willing to call us on our bullshit when we're slipping up, right? And everybody needs at least one person in their life that does that, right? And as much as irritating as that can be to ego, ego is half the problem, right? So, um, but anyway, we have that, right? And that's a place to start, and then that transitions into our vows of intentions, and then that transitions into the warrior code of action. And for those people who step up uh, into the instructor ranks and things like that, then we have uh, the instructor creed or code. And then we have um, I have a personal uh, master's uh, creed, which simply says the day I cease to be a student is the day I'm no longer fit to be a teacher. Right. Um, and these are things that I hold myself to. Right. But uh, again, you know, I'm saying creed, credo, you know, what's going on. Right. Um, I've been doing this for a long, long time, and I have noticed, and I, I was taught this a long time ago when I was white belt, early green belt level, so early Q levels, that the art 
translated as a martial art, right? One can be a trap, but two, we need to see that it was, it's being passed on through a given vehicle, right? And we need these martial skills because if we're going to develop ourselves into the kind of person who can do good in the world, then we need to have the ability to stay in the world when people step up to challenge that or take that, that ability away, right? Regardless of whether we're just doing it for ourselves or our family or we're actually reaching out to do greater good, doesn't matter, right? As many of my teachers in different realms have said, you can't do good in the world if you're not in the world, right? So I, I appreciate the fact that it was conveyed as a martial art, but the, the principles are universal, right? Because it's really about conflict management. It's really about handling challenges and overcoming uh, impediments and dealing with attackers from different, you know, kind of avenues. And th there's nothing in the art that says that the attack has to be physical. There's nothing in the art that says the attack, um, you know, has to be a punch in the face. And actually, none of our techniques are against punches to the face. Okay. Just in case people are unclear about that. Right. These were all against people who were trying to kill you. Right. So bare minimum, ski is a shot to the throat. Okay, or a shot to the xiphoid process to break off that point and cut open your uh, aorta or penetrate your heart. Okay, uh, just from the front, right? There's all this other stuff that's going on, right? So um, it's not it's not supposed to be for fun. Now we can have a good time training, but at the same time, there's lots of the training that's not a good time, right? But they're universal, right? And so. The ideal or the idea is to have an ideal, right? So on the martial survival side, it's to not die before my time so that I can be a protector for those that look to me for protection, as well as to protect those who I choose to step up uh, to help, right? Um, so there's that ideal on the survival side, right? But what's the ideal on the life side? Okay? What's the ideal on the life side, right? So what I want to talk about during this episode is this idea, and you can have different ones, right? I'm, I'm going to go through this, this set that, um, you know, I'm, I'm working through a, a mentor now and his material um, on the business side and, and uber success on that side. Not like how to run a business and make money and all that. You can be doing whatever you want, right? He said, uh, he said uh, coaching clients and whatnot that have gone on to become gold medalists uh, in the Olympics and, and all kinds of stuff, right? So it doesn't have to be. Uh, a business kind of thing. That just happens to be our relationship at the moment, right? And he has this set of five credos and whatnot. And as soon as I saw it, my brain just ran around through 91, 01, 11, 21, 41 years of training, right? Between Ninpo and Mikyo. And I recognized lessons I had already learned and been working on in this thing, right? So it's not it's not new, right? It's new to many of his coaching clients, but this is one of those things that like it popped right out because most people would just assume that he's going to teach me how to get my business life in order and do this and do this. And this is marketing and this is whatever. And yet he starts off with a leadership self managing kind of thing, right? Get your own shit together, get your own house in order. Otherwise nothing else is going to be in order because everything else external to me is a reflection of what's going on in here. Okay. For those of you on audio only, I'm pointing at my head, 
right? So anyway, so I, I thought this would be uh, something. And again, if you've been following along, right, I, I know that, you know, the first 67 episodes of um, of Kuden um, had a certain format to them, right? And then when I took a little bit of time off, uh, my co-host, uh you know, life moved him in a different direction, right? Took a little bit of time off, came back, episode 68. What I decided to do with that was make it more like a journey, right? So episode 68 is my origin story, right? And then kind of progressed along through there. So please don't take anything that I'm covering or that I'm presenting as like a, a like I'm preaching or something like that, right? Sometimes I teach lessons because I need to hear the words of my teachers again as a reminder. Okay. So, and I'm still working on these things, right? So this is not me standing on a pedestal telling you, you should, right? What I, what I'm doing, this is just, you know, if you follow along with warrior, the warriors whiteboard Wednesdays or anything like that, right? Um, you know, that I'm a big, a big fan of frameworks, right? Whether it's our five D's of effective self-defense strategy or our eight phases of uh, strategic self-defense uh, uh, training and action, whatever. Right. So, what I did was kind of lay these things out in, you know, as, as five statements, but what they really are are reminders and guides. Okay. And so to understand how this whole thing works, we should probably start with this idea of a credo, right? What is a credo? Okay. So, uh, for the, again, for those of you who've been training with me for a long time, you know that I start off a lot of my programs by, especially if they're like traditional Japanese things by, pulling up the kanji that's used to convey the lesson or the thing, whether it's a ninja or a tatsujin or whatever, and we dive into that and look at what's really being conveyed, right? So uh, I, I think this is important now, right? Uh, because this is not something that is neat to do. I mean, do you need one to live your life and maybe be successful? No, of course not, right? But uh, the current mentor, um, and James knows who I'm talking about, um, he doesn't mince words, right? He, he's, not the, he's not the polite Japanese way of conveying things, right? Uh, he's a combat-trained um, army officer, and uh, he's, he grew up in, uh, you know, bad places in New York and, or New Jersey and places like that, right? So uh, the F-bomb gets dropped a lot, as well as a whole bunch of other four-letter and multiple-letter expletives and things like that, right? So, um, you know, whatever, right? But what he says, right, and I tend to believe him uh, because there are studies that were done with Harvard students and, and all that on, on the success, success path and what ends up happening, right? Let's say we, we get a group of, of uh, graduates, right? They did uh, One Harvard study comes to mind, right? They had a group of uh, Harvard uh, study, uh, students, right? Um, I think they were law students. And they uh, saw what their habits were, right, while they were, in, uh, while they were in the university. And then they followed them for 20 years, right? So not a quick study, right? Not, not a, uh, America believes that this side of the political aisle believes this. And then you read the article and you realize that they, uh, they uh, interviewed 1,127 people in a country with how many billion? And they're going to make a statement about everybody based on this. I want to know what cities the people lived in, what were their inclinations and leanings already, whatever, right? Did you have a control group? 
whatever, right? It typically doesn't go that way, and most people don't care because they just want their confirmation bias being fed, right? But anyway, um, so what he says is uh, you don't need this, right, to get by, but your chances of being successful to the degree that you want to be successful, right, it's not zero, right, because the only people that have zero potential are dead, right? Um, but you're, you're talking less than 10%, probably in the range of 5%. Right. Uh, which ironically is pretty close to what it is in the psych manuals for somebody who's a narcissist. Right. That means they walk around and talk and act like they're all that. Right. Um, but for them to recover from this this neurotic psychosis that's going on, um, the psych manuals give them a zero to five percent recovery rate because they're so good at bullshitting. They'll even bullshit the counselor. So anyway. Uh, so anyway, so uh, let's let's take a look at what a credo is, right? Credo, the word credo comes from the Latin that means I believe, right? Which is why our student creed begins with I believe. I believe myself. I believe what I study. I believe my teachers, right? That shifts to vows of intention because we're going to transcend belief and we're going to go to, okay, belief. Yeah, this stuff has proven itself to me. I'm going to make this happen. So now I intend to. Are the new words and then we get to the warrior code of action belief has been left behind because it's not about belief intention has been left behind because we are now living it we are now walking and talking the training right so now it's i train too i will avoid period right there's no intention right it's just this period this is what i do right so anyway so it, it's latin for i believe so you, you could have an organizational credo, you could have a personal credo. We're talking about a personal credo here, right? So a personal credo is a statement of core beliefs, right, or guiding principles and your intentions for integrating them into your everyday life. Okay, so it's 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 way more than the way most people would do the Pledge of Allegiance or sing the national anthem or whatever you might have, whatever equivalent you might have uh, in your country or whatever, even in church, right? Reciting certain things because it's part of the what you do kind of thing, right? It's not about that. It's having a heartfelt and mental kind of thing, right? You're all in, right? And it's a statement. It's a statement of both the core beliefs, which could also include dreams and goals and all that kind of stuff, right? But beliefs about yourself your potential, the world, your place in it, the way things work, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, guiding principles, right? Uh, one of my one of my uh, nineteen um, uh, affirmations that I have, right, is I believe in this particular process I'm working through and the science of success, right? And we'll pull the fucking trigger on a daily basis. And yes, the word fucking is in the in the affirmation, right? Because there's got to be emotion behind it. If there isn't, it's just intellect, right? Um, now, do you have to use words like that? No, of course not, right? But my military vet side comes out sometimes, and, and I'm, it's, it's my way when I say those things to stay emotive and to kick myself in the ass and to keep myself moving, right, as opposed to, hmm, it's a good idea, or to sound like, um, one believes in the XYZ process and the science of success, and I will do my best to accomplish my tasks on a daily basis. 
right? So anyway, all right. Uh, so it's it's a statement, right? Okay. So what I'm going to share with you today, right, are five credos, five core statements, and what I want to look at is where this comes from and and a little bit of background through our Ninpo and through the Mikyo training and how this stuff has been proven to work. This is not a belief thing. I mean, well, ultimately, you can believe or not believe whatever you want. You're all grown-ups, right? Shit, you can not believe in gravity for all you want, okay? Um, but it doesn't change anything, right? So, but Ninpo-wise, right, the, the just the core martial stuff, right? We're talking, and I know everybody likes to throw around the 900 years for Togakure view and all that, but the reality is that the, the train, the core stuff that came in along the Silk Road uh, from India, Tibet, that kind of stuff, to China, to Japan and all that, goes way beyond this 900-year-old kind of thing, right? We're looking at something that's about 2,000 years old, and then the Mikyo stuff goes back a little over 2,500 years old, holding on to a brand name kind of thing. But it even transcends that and goes all the way back into uh, the heart of India uh, with the uh, the Vedas, the Upanishads, uh, those kind of things, right? So now we're talking about going back well over 2,500 to 3,000 years, probably way beyond that. I don't have dates and I don't care, right? But the point is this has been working again and again, not just in one little pocket of the world. And if you know any of the stories about any of the the people that became enlightened or that became masters or that became whatever, right? These people started out poor, illiterate, uh, you know, drunkards, all kinds of things, right? And drastically changed, right? So chances are, wherever you think you are and whatever you think is holding you back, um, yeah, no, um, probably not, right? Um, even as bad as my stuff was, I read some of these stories. And I'm like, holy shit. Right. My parents were royalty. Right. So <laughs> or whatever. Right. Um, but anyway, so what I want to do is go down through a couple of these things. And if they're going to serve you, great. And if they're not, uh, no, no, no harm, no foul. Right. James and I watch people jump off this thing all the time. Right. So it's no big deal. Right. And maybe they're jumping off because there's a glitch in the in the cyber system. And maybe they're jumping off because they don't have time and they'll come back and listen later on. Who knows? Right. Uh, I can only help those who want want the help, right? So anyway, credo number one, right? James, anything pop in um, that we should probably handle before I jump into these things? No, nothing? Okay. All right. So, all right, credo number one. Yesterday's dreams are today's realities. Said another way, what you dream today becomes tomorrow's reality, Okay. Point here is to take charge of your destiny and stop living as though you were bound by fate. Okay, this is really about the law of karma. Okay, and I know I, in the West here people have all kinds of screwed up freaking translations for things because you know things catch on, right? You know, karma, man, it's like fate, it's like luck, it's like you know whatever, right? It's like you know smoke another doobie, come up with a better freaking translation, you know whatever, right? Um, the word karma itself means action in the original Sanskrit. In Pali, uh, it's kama. So if you ever hear kama instead of karma, it's the same thing, right? It means action. But what it's pointing to is the law of cause and effect. Nothing comes into being that hasn't been caused. There's a primary direct cause that everybody can see, 
but there's also innumerable secondary causes. Not doing a class on karma, that's something you need to find a teacher for or books, videos, courses, whatever, right? Understand it. Uh, we go into this in one of the two programs we have. One is Ninja Mind, which is it strips out the the spiritual terminology from um, Asian philosophy for those people that mm, they don't want to do anything like that. Right. And then we have another one called uh, the first seven steps on the path of Buddha. Right. And there's some lessons in there on this uh, this idea. Right. Both of these provide the core foundational lessons necessary to understand and move into the upper realms without fucking with your sanity and causing you to go off the deep end or causing you to see it as some kind of screwy woo-woo magic or whatever, okay? So the idea, this whole credo was wrapped around an understanding and a recognition of cause and effect, okay? We need to get away from this idea of baby magic or whatever you might call it, right? I got a cake with some candles on it. I'm going to make a wish. I'm going to blow out the candles and then ta-da, right? No work on my part other than making the wish or I'm going to sprinkle some pixie dust or whatever. And then, you know, things are going to happen, right? Uh, it's a big thing that, that, that's been going around for a bunch of years, the law of attraction, right? The law of attraction is a real thing. But the problem and the reason why 99.8% of people can't make the law of attraction work for them is they think that the law of attraction is all there is. When the law of attraction is the first step in at least 13 areas you need to be working on, right, to manifest this stuff, right? Um, the simple lessons kind of lead you to believe that if I want it badly enough, right, one day somebody will knock on my door and hand me a check or a new bike or whatever it was that I, I wanted enough, right? Same thing with our ninja mastery and, and all that kind of stuff, right? If I just learn the kata, I'll be able to not die at the hands of some murderous asshole, right? Whatever, okay? Um, we all have dreams. So... Anyway, right? But this is about personal responsibility, right? It's about personal responsibility, okay? I have to recognize that I am today the sum result of everything that I've learned, been exposed to, decided upon, decided against, all that kind of stuff, right? And I will be tomorrow a result of all that plus what I'm doing today. If I keep doing what I've always done, I'm going to keep getting what I've always gotten, right? If I do some things but neglect to do others, I'm going to get what that produces, okay? Half-ass, maybe not, whatever, okay? Um, it's amazing to me how uh, just in a certain direction, right, let's say relationships, right, people will leave a partner because they're not getting what they need, which is fine, right? Or the person's mistreating them or whatever, right? But they haven't sat down and clearly defined what it is that they need, what must be a part of their perfect life, what they won't tolerate in their perfect life, right? So they don't establish boundaries, right? And moving forward, the only difference in the next person they select is maybe the person's height, weight, and name. But they go looking for, for a partner in the same places, they accept the same bullshit. They don't, whatever. And on top of that, they don't become the kind of person that the kind of person they really want to be with is looking for. 
right? Because everybody's supposed to accept me for who I am because I'm fucking perfect, right? Meanwhile, I'm going to judge and run everybody else to the ringers. Anyway, so there's a lot to this. There's a lot to all of these, right? But it has to start with a statement, right? It has to start with a credo. And this is based on the belief and the core values and all that that is all wrapped around karma. Yesterday dream, yesterday's dreams are today's realities. I would say that yesterday's dreams focused on and acted on with proper intent become today's dreams. Because yesterday's dreams for a lot of people are still today's dreams because they're still dreams. They're not realities, right? But you could also, moving forward, right, what you dream today becomes tomorrow's reality. But only if you act on it, you know, only if you have proper plans, only if you have, you know, passion and commitment, which we'll get to in a while, right? But the big thing that stops a lot of people is the fact that they won't take charge of their destiny, right? They think that there's some kind of, they're, they're you know, they're stuck with whatever, right? And if you challenge them, I know, because my job is to challenge my students. When you challenge them on it, what you get back is at the bare minimum, well, see, Sensei, you just don't understand because, like, you know, you had all these benefits and stuff that I just don't have. And on the worst end of it is they could attack you verbally, physically, right, whatever, right, socially. So the whole idea is getting your head wrapped around responsibility and the law of cause and effect. Nobody can do this for you, right? People can help you, mentors, guides, peer groups, whatever, but nobody can do it for you, okay? And then what, what it really is wrapped around is vision, right? Take control of your vision, right? So that being said, vision Credo number two, project forward, okay? See yourself now, right, in your mind's eye. See yourself now as you want to be, okay? Already at the goal line, right? Can you already see yourself as a black belt, as a Shidoshi, as a Daishihan, as a whatever? Can you already see yourself? Can you already see yourself successfully handling danger, right? Can you see yourself... Stepping in and protecting other people. Now, that's just on the martial self-protection side. Can you see yourself happily writing out checks or whatever, paying your bills every month because you're not worried about money? Can you see yourself in a different job that pays you the amount of money, gives you the amount of time off, whatever, and doesn't require that you fill out applications, sit in interviews, so that you have to lie and tell this other person what you think they want to hear so they'll give you the job that you're not going to like because, damn it, I'm worth more than this. Really? Okay, fantastic, right? But it starts up here because the way we speak, the way we think, and the way we act is all based on our view, based on our perspective, on ourselves, on the world, on the connection between the two, on our potential, all of it, right? So we need to project forward, right? In Mikyo, um, Mikyo, I talked about cause and effect, right? The conventional way of looking at, at the lessons in, in these different Asian philosophies and whatnot with, when it comes to cause and effect is they tend to be exoteric. What I mean by that is it's this obvious, you know, 
you got to do step one, step two, step three, step four, and you do enough steps and you do them correctly, you'll get to where you want, right? Got to go white belt, next belt, next belt, next belt. Eventually, I'll get a black belt or I'll get a fifth degree black belt or whatever, okay? That's called that's called causal based, right? So on the cause and effect uh, uh, line, right, or whatever, right, Measure, measurement line, right, that means that I'm focused on doing the right things, causing the effects to happen, okay? In Mikyo, right, which forms the foundation of Ninpo Mikyo, right, all this esoteric stuff that we have, right, we're actually focused on the effect side, okay, because I want to get there faster, right? So if I hold the vision in my head of that which I want to do, the, the end result, and science has proven this to be true, if I do that, if I use my conscious mind, my, my left brain, conscious level right brain kind of stuff, right, to create these visualizations, then when I'm not thinking about it, right, see, there's this thing called cognitive dissonance, right, just like there's uh, conscious bias, right, please tell me what I want to hear so I don't feel bad about myself, right, there's cognitive dissonance, and what that is is there's a, there's a disconnect between the way we think the way we speak and the way we act, right? So when we cover the Sanmitsu, right, the triple secrets for success, we go into this a lot, right? But cognitive dissonance is, um, you know, I say one thing or I think one thing or I talk to myself a certain way in private, but then when I'm out in public, right, I might, I might think, man, I'll tell him off and uh, whatever, right? But then I'm out in public and he's there and then I'm like, yeah, man, whatever you want to do is okay with me. Right. So what ends up happening is ego has to reconcile the problem. OK. Um, do you, you guys know where the where the term sour grapes came from? Right. Lee had to remind me today. It comes from one of the Aesop's fables. Right. Um, I know more shit, more more uh, ancient wisdom that kids aren't taught anymore. Kind of like Henny Penny, the sky is falling and and the emperor's too close and the reasons that you don't fall into groupthink and you don't run around and panic just because somebody else is panicking without, you know, uh, clear evidence to, you know, that there's actually a fucking emergency going on. Right. But anyway, um, I posted something, right. Um, that had to do with there being a huge difference between, Oh, what I said, there's a huge difference between, um, being able to score, at the genius levels, right, Becoming, being able to memorize data and being able to regurgitate that on an academic test with, there's a difference between that and being able to use critical thinking skills to use that which you have learned to actually solve problems. It's a huge difference, right? So anyway, Lee, uh, Lee responded with like uh, sour grapes or something like that, or sounds like sour grapes or something like that, right? And I, I didn't get it at the moment, and then he reminded me, right, there's this Aesop's fable uh, about a fox who wants these grapes, right, on a vine, but he can't reach it, right? So what he does is he just decides that the grapes are rancid and they're not good anyway, right? It's a way to reconcile the inability to do something, and instead of trying to figure out how to make it happen, what we do is we make the other thing wrong. We make the other thing the bad guy, right? And I think this was all tied to a meme that I shared uh, by Tolstoy, actually, right? I know I have odd habits and weird uh, 
reading material and whatever, right? Uh, Leo Tolstoy, who said that um, uh, there are a lot of people who, uh, when they can't get their head wrapped around something or they can't understand something, instead of doing the work to figure it out, to understand it, right, what they do is they just stop and call that other thing stupid, right? I have somebody in my life that does that all the time. That also goes along with the genius thing. Anyway, um, so we have to be careful that we're not we're not writing things off, right? So what's the vision, right? What people will often do based on their inability to see themselves or their potential or whatever as anything more than they think it is, is they just they just write it off, right? So this has to, we have to have a vision. We have to decide where we want to be when we get when we get where we're going, and instead of envisioning ourselves getting there, which is still talking about us being where we are, right? What we're going to do is we're going to use this thing that's typically seen as a problem, cognitive dissonance, and we're going to because ego will will resolve the problem, right? It's 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 what it does, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to trick ourselves, right? We're going to envision ourselves already there. We already have that black belt or level of black belt. We already have that status. We already have that money. We already have that job. We already have that relationship, whatever it is. And we're going to see it in present tense. Well, ego knows, well, shit, that's not, that's not right. So ego has a choice. Distract you from remembering to do your visualizations every day or subconsciously work on helping you solve the problems that are preventing you from being there now, right? Again, I've talked about this in the past. Uh, here's a shameless plug, right? Uh, I've got this program called the Life Purpose Discovery Process. It's a five-exercise process that is focused entirely on getting away from living accidentally to living more intentionally, okay? So, just for an instance, and if you're interested in it, you can always contact us and James will hook you up or whatever, right? But exercise number three takes some, some things that you discovered during exercises one and two and has you lay them out. But instead of, and, and these are like the ideals, right? So you got I don't know, three, four, six, whatever, ideals, right? But instead of writing out a game plan for how you're going to make those things happen, what you actually write down is all the stuff that's preventing you from having that now in the present moment, right? So once you write that stuff out, you now have a game plan, right? So again, we're going to trick ourselves. Instead of playing the blame game, and there could be, right? There's somebody cock blocking me, right? There's somebody who won't let me. There's somebody who, you know, they taught me that I'm X, Y, Z, and, you know, they victimized me or whatever, whatever, right? It doesn't matter because now I'm I'm in charge. Right. Okay. If I'm if I'm letting them this person that did something to me two years ago, six months ago, 10 years ago or whatever, still guide my decisions. Guess what? They're not guiding. They probably don't even fucking think about you anymore. Right. You are still driving. Right. You're letting that be the thing that. Whatever, whatever, right? So anyway, we write this stuff out, right? These are the reasons that I'm not. So here's your game plan. You start on, you start eliminating these things, 
right? I'm not smart enough. Okay, what do I have to know? What course do I have to take? What education do I need? What books do I need to read? Uh, what mentors do I need to get with or whatever to learn that thing? Right? Okay. Got this person that is domineering in my life or whatever, and I don't feel like I can get anywhere because they're always getting in the way. Well, you're going to have either have to negotiate with them, discuss with them, or leave them. Whatever. Right? Okay. So, but if you're right, by systematically eliminating these things, these other things should happen by default. Okay? So this that's why Mikyo is often called crazy wisdom, because it seems to be counterintuitive, right? Because it's not causal-based, it's effect-based. We focus on the effect thing. And because we need to eliminate these things and because we need to do certain things or solve certain problems that are in the way, by visualizing that that end goal in the moment, like I said, ego is a choice. It either distracts you from doing your visualizations so that you forget that you're not powerless, or it has to work while you're sleeping and not thinking about things and all that to come up with ideas to solve the problems that are preventing you from moving forward. Okay? So instead of being trapped by cognitive dissonance, and this is actually on the mandala, right? I'm going to throw myself into it. It's a cool thing, right? Which is why most people have no idea how we got from where we were to where we are because they watched what we were doing, but like it didn't, it didn't compute because what they can't see is the 60 or 70% of the stuff that I'm doing that's going on on the inside. What they want to do is copy what I'm doing on the outside, but they don't understand where the magic is. Okay. So anyway, right? So this, that's, it's about vision, right? But now I'm talking about activity. Now I'm talking about action, right? So this moves into credo number three, which is simulation, okay? It's not good enough to just visualize it. That's called daydreaming. That's called fantasizing, okay? If we don't act on it, then it's, it's just pie in the sky dreaming, okay? So credo number three is simulation. Practice being successful at the thing you want to be successful at, okay? I mean, walk it, talk it, think it, whatever. A bunch of years ago, um, Jesus, when was that? Oh, that was almost a pun, right? Um, there was this wristband. There was a book that came out, and people get a wristband and whatnot, and it was a WWJD kind of thing, right? What would Jesus do? And then other people ran with it, and you could get wristbands that said WWBD. What would Buddha do? And, and whatever, right? But this is something that's used in Mikio a lot, right? It's the idea of the simulacrum, right? A symbolic representation, okay? So the reality is that sometimes we have a hard time getting our head wrapped around me having this kind of potential. So instead of me doing it, and we do this in, in, in Mikio uh, active meditation, right? From the moment we step into the meditation hall and walk to the place where we will sit and meditate, there's this whole play going on in your head, right? But from the time you step in, the first step in, you're not you anymore, right? You're this other character that you're playing who is this stainless thing, right? So what you end up doing is walking and talking and thinking and acting as though you were already 
that person you want to be in the future. Okay? Again, you're creating more cognitive dissonance, but you're amplifying the vision because you're acting it out. And a lot of people would call this delusion right? or illusion or whatever. But you know what? <laughs> you either do it to hold yourself back, right? Because we delude ourselves into believing we can't, nobody will let us, we weren't born with a silver spoon in our mouth, whatever. Or we can use this thing that creates this cognitive dissonance to force our subconscious mind, the thing that looks for solutions, the survival mechanism, right, to go to work, right? So instead of fantasizing, right, now we're going to act it, right? So this is everything from carrying myself a certain way, right, which is probably different than the way I normally carry myself. It's speaking differently. It's speaking like someone at that position or class or success level or that belt level or whatever would speak, right? Um, sometimes I do this artificially in the dojo. I haven't done it in a long time, but it's coming soon. What I'll do is I'll start a class, and then I'll tell, tell everybody to take off their martial arts belts, right? And I'll hand out black belts, okay? Put these on, okay? Everything you do today, I want you to do it as though you're already a black belt. Because sometimes they can't get their head wrapped around it. So here you go, right? Uh, in a lot of success courses, uh, you show up for this thing. Uh, it could be in Costa Rica. It could be in uh, Bali. It could wherever, right? They move you completely out of your element, right? And then, like, they'll, they will have already rented, like, Maseratis and Lamborghinis and Porsche and, and things like that, right? And everybody gets a chance to drive these things, right? Because now you're actually having the experience that you want to recreate, right? Take a damn cruise and relax for a couple of days and be waited on, right, by waiters and people that are making up your room and, and you know, you got cabin stewards and all that kind of stuff. Live like you're freaking wealthy, right? You don't have to do anything for a couple of days, right? Put yourself in that experience. I promise your brain will go to work to try to figure out how to do it again, Okay. As a matter of fact, I have a Shidoshi under me who many, many years ago, 2004, took nine people to Japan and he and somebody else went and they were like, you know, you know, we, we want to do this thing. We can only go for a week and a half, whatever. Right. Come up with the money. But we figure right, we want to do as much as we can in this amount of time. Right. Because we figure this is a trip of a lifetime. Right. Probably never going to do it again. Great. Right. The look of sadness and dismay on their eyes when I put them on the train to go back to the airport three quarters of the way through my two week trip, right? And to hear them already talking about having a discussion among themselves about how they're going to get back the next time was transformative, right? Because they got a chance to experience it and live it and all that. And what went from a trip of a lifetime, you know, probably a once in a lifetime kind of thing to I got to make this happen again. Right. Is is huge. Right. It's huge. So anyway. Right. Simulation. Right. We practice it. Dress the way that person would dress. Maybe it's more relaxed and flip flops and whatever, because you're living a life of leisure on the beach or business attire, whatever. Right. Uh, the number of students that get thrown off by me because they're used to seeing me in a martial arts uniform coming to the dojo. Uh, this is one of my dressier T-shirts. I have like two. Okay? And usually. This gets worn under a blazer, okay? 
because normally you guys have seen this, right? I'm in a golf shirt, polo shirt, whatever has a collar, right? That's my dress down unless I'm on a cruise on a beach, whatever. Okay. So there's a way for me to dress because I'm playing businessman today or whatever. And sometimes I just choose to dress that way because I need to kick myself into gear. Right. So, but the number of students will come into class and I'm in, you know, I, I could be in a shirt and tie and the jacket. Uh, I could be in this with a blazer over it, whatever. Right. And um, they'll say, oh, I assume you had a meeting today. And I will say, uh, you assume incorrectly. Right. I don't only ever dress one way. Okay. Because there are multiple aspects, multiple facets, multiple sides to me. And they all need to be pulled out and exercised. Okay? It's a sign of a no-limit person. So if I want to be a no-limit person, then I need to practice not boxing myself in. But sometimes I box myself in for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, or whatever, because I need to pull out one of those aspects that maybe doesn't get a lot of practice and give it more so it can come up to and balance out with ones that get a lot, right? Well, that's not really me. Well, no shit. Is the you that you are producing the results you want? Not accepting, producing. If not, then maybe a recreation is in order or other aspects need to be brought to the front, right? Anyway, so this is about action, right? And it's about this thing. In Mikyo, what we would do is, let's, and every year I pick one of these characters off the mandala because it's something that becomes my core thing that I'm working on. Okay. This year I pulled Fudo Myo out again, right? Because Fudo Myo is about get off your ass and get it done, but also to control those inner demons and all that kind of stuff, right? So in areas where I don't feel so confident, I'm not the one doing it. Fudo Myo is the one doing it, right? Because I simply answer the questions. How would Fudo think about this? How would Fudo speak about this? And how would Fudo act in this case? And I do it that way. So I don't have that disconnect between what's not me and I come across looking like I'm completely out of my element, right? Fudo is stainless. On certain years, it was Kanon because I was working on compassion. Or Seishi, I was working on the active component of compassion. Or Jizo because I was working on uh, discipline or whatever, right? And so when I get in those realms, right, um, a lot of people do that, right? We did it as kids, right? We did it as kids. We acted like or told jokes like or spoke like or whatever. Those people in our lives, we wanted to be like. But again, it was accidental because we didn't know that they weren't uber successful. That guy's funny. I want to sound like him. Didn't matter that he was a freaking drug addict, alcoholic. His life was shit. Whatever, it was just funny. It was able to make people laugh. I want to be like that, right? So, whatever, right? Anyway, this is that, that simulacrum, right? But I just mentioned no limits, okay? So, credo number four is act as if there are no limits to your abilities. Act as though there are no limits to your abilities, okay? What we really need to do is start living to our potential and not our programming. Whether it's self-induced programming or stuff that other people who had no idea how to be successful or whatever, right? Or pick the best of. He was a great dad, and I want to be a great dad. 
I'm going to, I'm going to act, speak and whatever like him. That guy, man, he budgets for things. He has great self-discipline and stuff. You know, he can, he can hold things off. That's temporary pleasure because he really wants that bigger, better thing or whatever. I'm going to do that like him. Whatever, right? Because ultimately we're, we're an amalgamation of everybody we've experienced anyway, right? And decisions we've made, right? But our potential has very, a lot of it has been predetermined by people who told us we were this and not that, right? In our family, we're blue collar, right? We don't wear shirt and ties and suits. Uh, and we, we're, you know, we're not the kind to become lawyers. We're not the kind that do this or that or whatever, right? Uh, you know, if you've seen one part of the world, you've seen them all. So, you know, you can't always have your cake and eat it too. All that kind of stuff, right? So, again, this goes back to the walking, talking like you're successful, but, and, and also to the mindset, right? So we act as if there are no limits to our abilities. We'll find out what they are, right? But not just because we bumped into something the first time and then decided, oh, there's my limitation. Really? Okay. Is there a different way that I can try this that will move me forward? Or am I just going to do one thing and then if it's successful, I'll keep going. If it doesn't, then well, then see, then I, I have the excuse. I have the cop out where I can tell people, well, at least I tried. Right. Or are we going to fall for the other stuff that sounds like it's really great? Right. Hey, dude, like I just accomplished this thing. Yeah, wow, that's really, really cool. But you know what? Even if you didn't, right, I love you just the way you are. Awesome. I appreciate that. But if I loved me just the way I was, I wouldn't be trying to get over there. I wouldn't be trying to develop these skills. Think about it, right? If you're in the martial arts realm with this, ninjutsu, whatever, right? Why ninjutsu? Why not something else, right? Or if you fantasize about uh, or dream about being able to be a protector in people's worlds, right? If you are already that or believe that you were already that, you would not be trying to train. You would not be trying to learn. So for anybody to go, well, see, dude, don't you think you're pushing yourself a little much? You got to accept yourself for who you are, love yourself and all that, right? And, and maybe you'd be more comfortable with where you are. Yeah, I get that. I do accept myself for who I am now. But that doesn't stop another part of me to want better for myself, okay? Because there are certain abilities, certain skills, and certain things I want to be able to do for myself, for others, for the world, that kind of thing. And there's nothing wrong with somebody not having those aspirations, okay? And this is not meant to demean anybody, okay? We need waitresses. We need the guy picking up our garbage once a week. We need... We need those, right? But you know what? They don't have to get their head wrapped around the, well, I'm a garbage collector, so I'm shit, and so I'm going to dress like I'm shit all the time, whatever, okay? One of my best students has been around with me since 1990. Started with me when he was 45, and he's now in his mid-70s. You do the math, right? Um, he's a farmer. Now, images come to mind when you start thinking about Richard being a farmer, Richard has also studied and become very proficient at Tai Chi, at Nijitsu. He put himself through a blacksmithing school because he wanted to make blades and tools and all that kind of stuff, right? Became an expert at that. And in Richard's spare time, sounds like I'm doing a dating thing, right? In Richard's spare time, right, 
he reads books about narcissistic and personality or borderline personality disorders, uh, success, brain wiring, uh, engineering, physics, all kinds of stuff, right? Okay, see that I'm, I bet for a lot of people listening to this, a balloon got popped because you initially made an assumption about a farmer. Your vocation does not define you. How you make money does not define you unless that's how you define you. Okay. So, but if we're going to have more potential, if we're going to activate our potential, if we're going to have more in life, be more in life and be able to do more in life, we have to, we have to act as though we have more potential than we fucking act like now. Right. So we act as if that there are no limits to our, to our abilities, right? Live to your potential not to your programming. Okay? And finally, credo number five, enthusiasm. Right? There has to be energy in the machine, just like there has to be gas in your car. Right? Be over-enthusiastic about your goals. The problem is that people, they, they start out as kids, they got dreams and passions, I'm going to do this when I grow up and all that, right? And then between programming and not being given the proper tools to continue to succeed in the face of challenges, they start to become discontented and believe that life sucks. And then their enthusiasm and their energy and the candle flame dies down and hopefully doesn't get extinguished. But, right, um, what, if we, what if we were enthusiastic about, as enthusiastic about what we wanted to be when we grew up? as we were when we were three or six or nine, whatever, right? One, we have to go back and do some of these other things, right? But enthusiasm, okay? Enthusiasm. Be over-enthusiastic about your goals, about your life, your success. In whatever realm you're trying to be successful, right? So here's the thing. No one else will ever be can ever be as enthusiastic or driven to realize your goals than you. So stop waiting for someone else. Stop waiting for permission. Stop waiting for the group you're in to be okay with you doing that. Stop waiting for people to not dislike you or to not pick on you because you step out of line. Every time I get a new car, and my cars are never new. They're within a couple of years, right? Because um, I can save thousands that way and still have a freaking fantastic car. Every time I get another car and I drive up, go visit my mom, right? First words out of her mouth as soon as she sees it. Oh, look who has all the money in our house. Um, my sister's successful. My brother's successful. I'm su Where's that coming from, right? But people will do that. Right? Oh, you think you're better than everybody else. Right? That kind of thing. Right? No, I don't think I'm better than anybody else. What I think I am is worth having that thing that I dream about. And I think that if things are to be done in the world before they put dirt on me, I'm going to try my best to make sure it's me doing it instead of hoping or bullying or shaming other people into doing it. 
one of the goals we have for Warrior Concepts Growth is to build schools in depressed areas of the world so that other people can get the lessons and have the ability to live to and express greater degrees of potential, happiness, and success. That makes me, that makes my, you want to see things that make me all warm and fuzzy? That's one of them. Okay? Oh, see, so you're just in it for the money. Yep, sometimes, because I need that to build that. And unfortunately, that's the world we live in, and that's the way it works. Right? So if that makes you think badly about me because you think badly about people with money or that do big things like that, and your nature is to always run around and find out how or why that person must be a cheating, lying, corrupt bastard because, because of envy and jealous pride, not because of anything else, then that's one of the few things that will make me say, then we can't be friends. Because I'm okay. Right? Anyway, stop waiting for somebody else. Right? And here's the other big thing that I'm going to finish this up with. We'll open it up to questions, whatever. Okay? I mentioned this in a couple of past uh, things. We've taken my journey from episode 68 to my, from my backstory about what drove me to do this stuff all the way up through. Now I am presenting these lessons that I had to get my head wrapped around. I had to get over me. I had to struggle through all of this stuff to live to these credos because they were given to me in different forms in different places. And you know what? I had the same lump in my throat, the same yeah, buts, the same all of those things. Right? We got to here. But we also have to stop dumbing ourselves down to the level, expectations, and acceptance of others. Two of the biggest things, and, and when, when the mentor I'm working with right now said these things, and that's to be said, they said these things in different ways too. One of, one, one of the ones from early on was all successful people have spent three times more in the way of time, effort, money, energy, and all that to be where they are than people who are not successful. And instead of putting in the extra, what everybody else does is runs around and goes, yeah, we'll see. It's because they like sucked up the sensei or because uh, they came from a rich family or because. No, some of us poor bastards that were beaten growing up figured out how to make what we wanted a reality. And it was not easy. And you know what? The people that have a silver spoon in their mouth and have things given to them, right? I know somebody in my life who was coddled their entire fucking life and life right now is kicking them in the teeth because they have no success skills. All they had to do was whine or wait. And somebody out of frustration, love, compassion, wasn't really compassion. It was empathy and or what will people think of me if I don't take care of them? Um, just does it for them. And now they're learning the hard way that they're going to have to do it themselves. And here's me sitting in the back going, I hope they're successful. I really, really, really do. But I don't feel bad in the least that they have to go through the process in a condensed amount of time to learn the lessons they, that they didn't want to or resisted or whatever. 
over a long period of time. One way or the other. Okay? When people get beaten down by life, it's not because life throws shit at you. Because you know what? I honestly believe, and this is not a pessimistic thing. I'm not a nihilist. I'm not a, I'm not a pessimist. I'm not an optimist. Right? Nihilist is everything is shit, right? I'm a realist. And the reality is, life does life. Life doesn't give you one thought. Life doesn't give a shit. Life will give you back what you put out. Life will give you exactly what you expect to see. But you know what? Sometimes life throws other shit, too, because hurricanes happen, tornadoes happen, or whatever. But you know what? North is still north. You know what that means? I know how that sounded like a disconnect. No matter what's going on, truth is still truth. What you need to do is still what you need to do, no matter what's going on, no matter what anybody else says. If you fall for the, if you drink the Kool-Aid and fall for the crap that everybody else is, has fallen for or that they live by, right, you're going to get the same shit. And if that's okay, then I'm not sure why you're on Kuden. Or I'm not sure why you're still listening because we've been going for what? <laughs> shit, over an hour, almost an hour and 15. If you're still listening now, there's hope. And you're not looking for quick and easy because I didn't do this quick. And this is not an easy path because there's a lot to get over. Right. All right. So that, and that's where I'm going to end. Right. Stop dumbing yourself down. The, the, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I got off track. My, my mentor right now says the two biggest things that gets in people's way is the fear of not being liked. Fear of not being liked. Right. And what was the other one? Because I think that's the biggest one. <laughs> fear of not being liked. Right. Right. Because I want to rock the boat. Right. Uh, and, um, it's not even the fear of failure. It's the fear of everybody laughing at you or making fun of you or telling you, I told you so if you fail. And my question is who the fuck are they? Everybody's all about suing the rich guy to make some easy money. Meanwhile, thinking the rich guy is the one that's trying to screw everybody over. We well, don't need that much money anyway. He should donate like 90% of his money to everything else. How can he do that if there are people in the wings on a regular basis trying to sue him for everything he has? Which by its very nature means he needs to make more money so he can afford accountants, lawyers, legal fees, and potential settlements on lawsuits of which he had little to nothing to do with. Well, shit. And still live a comfortable life, put his kids through school, and maybe have a nice car. So the problem with people that complain is they have no fucking idea about what they're complaining about. The, people with pe the, the problem with people that are trying to be successful is they weren't given the tools necessary because they weren't raised or taught or programmed by already successful people. Because successful people give their kids different lessons. And this is not knocking anybody's parents or mentors or whatever. Right? But we have to come to the realization that we're missing things and an opinion, no matter how strong, doesn't change anything. Right? So here are five credos that I live by. They're all based on things that are deep within our ninpo training, deep within Mikyo. 
all validated, but that doesn't make them not true in every other realm. Right? So you, you can use these things to earn your black belt or your 10th degree or to live in that nice house you've always wanted to live in or whatever. Or not. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to pass this over to James. James! Questions, comments, complaints? Okay. Hi, back to everybody that said hi. Sorry, I saw the notification pop up, but you know, I'm going to roll because that's how I roll. Uh, no, I roll in a different way, right? Uh, so you've been working on this stuff for a while. Um, I, I know you were exposed to the lessons long before you got serious and had your pissed off moment or whatever you might want to call it, right? Um, and you've been real serious about it like in the last, what, year or three? Um, what you have anything to throw on top of this fire before uh, we take questions or comments? Uh, not really. It's still an ongoing uh, process for me. I think the big, the biggest thing that I continue to work with and continue to find is uh, the the programming and conditioning and everything that you don't realize is there, and that you're making decisions based on things that and then but when you bump into something else or you're exploring and find other things then you realize that you're like you know holy shit i didn't realize i've been doing this because of this you know i just thought it's one of those things you've always done it that way and until you get exposed to other ways you just assume it is the way that everybody does it and until well, you- most people don't understand because of their fear-driven actions what they don't understand is that until you move in the direction of the success you want and try to have the experiences or learn the things or whatever, those, those fears will not bubble to the surface, right? Mm. They won't manifest themselves, right? You'll never come face to face with the demons until you try to do the things that you believe you can't do, right? It's counterintuitive. Is everything, you know, is, it's, it's kind of like people sitting around the, the, the dinner table, right, having a discussion about how they'll solve the problems of our country or the world or whatever and why these politicians are bullshit or whatever, right? They sit around and solve the problems, but they're not in it, right, because they have no idea what challenges are being faced every day and what kind of things have to happen with, um, what do you call them, um, uh, not negotiations, but uh, concessions and whatever, right? Um because that's just the way the game is played, right? Um, and even if you were king, you know, because that belief runs around too. If I were king, right? Damn it. Everybody would, you know, I want I would do it right. So that system would work, right? Because it, the, the other people just didn't do it right and whatnot, right? Yeah, you have no idea how and what you'll do. You might have inklings, right? When pressure starts getting applied. And most people that want to be king never think about the kind of bullseye that's that's painted on them, right? Because the people that want to get you in today's world, the ones that are going to come at you overtly are easily stopped by your security forces. The ones that are going to pay somebody who's really good at it to get you, that's different, right? So anyway. Yeah. So, but the, the the trick is you you have to you have to face it, right? And 
luckily or not, well, luckily I found the teachers I found. Staying with them through the hard lessons, that was not luck. That was absolute tenacity. And that's not my word. That was a word from one of my teachers. Right? Told me one time what I, what I, what I appreciate most about you is your tenacity to get this training no matter what. Because I've thrown some big freaking curveballs in your direction that has made most students stop. Right? And James, what I appreciate most about you is that, um, there's a side of you that's pretty strong that doesn't give a shit about what other people think, right? Because if, if you did, you would have been easily swayed by the thugs and ex-cons and all that that make up the major part of the workforce where you live or where you work now to – and where you're working now is an expedient to get to the right. next level, right? Because um, it's easy to just slip into and start acting like those you're surrounded by, right? Ooh. Especially those who will threaten you if you don't comply. And like me, in the same kind of job years ago, decades ago, right, you have been threatened with physical injury, if not death, by people um, on the job there. Right? Right. And (laughs) I don't know if you did it in the moment, but when you told me the story – you chuckled like you usually do when you can't believe that somebody actually like threw that out there. Right. So anyway, but at the same time, you know, you're a showdown, you've developed skills. So you at least had a fighting chance. Um, a lot of people would cave because they run face to face with the problem, the cognitive disconnect between I will never be attacked. I don't need self-defense training. And then somebody is now going to tell you if you don't comply they're going to beat, break, or kill you. Okay. It's not that I don't take those things seriously. I take them very seriously. But what that does is it makes my spidey senses go up, and it makes my awareness and my planning and strategic faculties kick in so that I can continue doing what I know is right and to continue doing what I know is true. I just have to keep an eye on you and the people I know you're connected with. which is why we start training before we ever think we're going to need it and then hope we never do. And what's that old saying? I'd rather have the skills and never need them than need the skill and then need the skills and not have. Them. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, questions or comments or anything that came in? Nothing other than the usual haze, highs, evening. Haze. Really who's, on? who's on? Who, who's still on? Because I've seen people come and go. Who's still on? I'm not sure exactly who's still on besides Julia. She just said great video. Thanks. Uh, I recorded it earlier. <laughs> 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 Sensei, you're an ass. Yeah. That's what makes me funny. <laughs> But at least Jimmy was on. Richard was on. All right. No worries. Okay, guys, look. I'm going to lean in here. This is important. Here's the thing, right? Nothing changes until we do. 
And this process, whether we're trying to become a martial arts self-defense expert or we're trying to live the full lessons or we're trying to be successful in any realm, right? The path is about recreation, recreating ourselves, okay? We have to recognize that we are a creation of past things. Now we're learning the lessons and we're taking, you know, we take the bull by the horns, but we're, we're working on becoming a different version of ourselves, right? One of the next steps, if you haven't already taken it, right? And you don't have to do our program. You could do one that's like it, right? But one of the next steps could be in grabbing this uh, life purpose discovery process, right? James, you've gone through it, right? Yes. I've got some students that, that have done it, and they cannot. I mean, exercise one and two are unfiltered. Exercise one, write down everything that would not be a part of your perfect life. And one of the people that come to mind right now that couldn't get past like six statements, right? Bitches and complains all the time. How the hell can you cannot come up with 30, 40, 100 things that would not be a part of your regular life if you bitch and complain about all this stuff, right? And then you flip it in exercise two, right? You do the opposite and whatnot. But people can't get past because they've never been taught to do this, right? God, I hate this. Okay, if you had your choice of how things could be, what would it be like? And what I get back is this deer in the headlight stare, and I want to click a voice recorder that has pre-recorded crickets because they can't answer the question. All they know is they don't want this. Well, you can't get someplace better from not here. Right? We were not... Unless you were raised by somebody successful in the realm that you want to be successful in, who would by who would have by default taught you how to get there and the tools you need, the only way to not be successful in families like that is to be one of these rebellious ones who go, fuck that, I'm not doing it that way. I know how to do it. And you go and do your own thing, and then you fall flat on your face, or you end up in jail, or a drug addict, or whatever, right? Because successful people teach their kids the tools for success. That's called a sasur, a dramatic pause. <laughs> right? So, look, you know, you could do that. Or if you want to go farther, you know, reach out, right? Send us an email, put call request in, book a call with me or whatever, right? Whether we go on or not, what I can promise during that call is, one, we're going to figure out where you are. Two, we're going to figure out where you want to be going. Three, I'm going to help you figure out at least part of the gap. And even if you don't go on from there, I'm going to give you two or three next steps to move forward. I'm not doing it for you. Okay. You have to do that. Okay. And you have to be willing to be open to honesty. I made three promises to my wife. When we got together, I'll make three promises to you. I'll make the same ones because they're easy for me to keep, right? One, honesty always. If you're pissed off at me, it was because I did it on purpose, okay? 
Two, never a dull moment. Keep you guessing, right? In a dojo, it's just that's called airtime, right? <laughs> or discovery or pressure point you didn't know you had, right? Um, what was that? Honesty always, never a dull moment. And um, with her, the promise was you'll never be safer with anybody else, okay? With me, it's going to be I don't need you to be my disciple, you will get out of this exactly what you put into it. I'm not working harder than you are. And I work pretty freaking hard. My guys know that. What was what was the last late night email you got that you got? I know you got it after you woke up. Sent it out at like two thirty in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, something like that. It was like two thirty. Yeah, something like that. That was pretty early. Because you guys got emails at like three thirty four AM. <laughs> Drew laughed the other day when he came into class and he's like, I got that one at two thirty and went. Huh, okay, no big deal. He said, now if I had got one at 5 a.m., my first thought would have been, he didn't sleep at all last night. <laughs> he's, you know, whatever, right? Because there's that enthusiasm, there's commitment to make it happen. And every day, every week, every month, every year, I'm running out of time to accomplish my goals. But you know what? So are you. And that's all I got to say about that. So, and I know how we're trying to not end the episodes like it's ending because people start to mentally tune out, right? So, you know, uh, what's what's the URL over at Online Ninja Academy? Because we moved everything for the for the Kudet podcast off of Modern Ninja Warrior. What's the URL that people can go over and sign up on the email list so they get the earliest possible notifications for these things uh, and can submit questions and all that kind of stuff? What what is it over there? Online Ninja Academy dot com slash Kuden podcast. Is that all one string? Or is it Kuden dash podcast? No, one string. One string Kuden podcast. All right. All right. See, I like I like me sell some hyphens. James comes from a rural area, so he just strings shit together. Good <laughs> thing they don't want capitals. That'd be too much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, all right. So. As always, the choice is yours. As always. Okay? But why wouldn't you want to? At least take the first couple of steps to lay out a plan. That way, when you're ready to act, you don't have to run around and try to figure out what the plan is going to be. You can just go. That's it. That's all I got. Shit, this is a short coup <laughs> All right. Uh, my notes out of the way here. All right. So uh, if anybody has any questions, uh, you know, you can always reach out through uh, uh, through the Kudan podcast Facebook page. You can post a comment down below uh, the video that it will still be uh, up and ready, you know, up and running on uh, YouTube. Uh, you can shoot us an email at warriorc at warrior-concepts-online.com. See, because I like people to be able to read the fucking words. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, and, you know, if you have topic ideas, yeah, questions, whatever, um, one of these I'd like to turn it into a, like an open Q&A, right? So, you know what, let's do that for the next one. Let's do that for next Monday, right? And here's the, here's the thing, right? I'm not going to be like the mom or the dad or whatever that if you don't do the work, well, you know, I'll give you something anyway, right? 
if no questions or topic requests or whatever come in for next week, there will not be a Kuden episode. And I'm, I'm the guy trying to make things consistent, but you know what? I got a whole bunch of other video concept, things and all that kind of stuff going up and all that. I'm okay. Okay? So next week is on you. And I'll answer as many questions as I can. As I, can. I mean, we're normally on for 90 to 120 minutes anyway, right? But if they're easily handled in 15 minutes, then next week's episode is going to be 15 minutes. Okay? So those of you who hopefully got in before, what's next Friday? Uh, or next um, Monday? Uh, July. Is it the 4th? Oh, shit. All right. Well, guess what? I'm doing one on July 4th, so most of you won't be here anyway because you'll be like, you know, like either drunk or like sleeping because of all your like picnic food and all that, right? Um, so I won't feel bad if we don't do one. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> no, it's okay, right? Um, but, um, you know, this goes right back to that fifth credo. I can't be more invested in this than you are. Okay? And so next episode... That'll be it. And it'll also tell me how engaged people are. Because people who want to move forward and people who are trying to work things out always have questions. Because questions are the keys to enlightenment, not answers. Answers are easy. And actually, it's the quality of the question, not just the questions. Because people that are working on things always run into challenges, always run into obstacles, always run into problems, always run into doubt, fear, all these kind of things, because they're actively doing. And that's all I have to say about that. So, James, thank you very much again for helping out. I appreciate it. Okay. At least you and I are here consistently, but um, I'm not going to be talking to ourselves. right? We can do that on our own, right? So, Dan's going to be in class last night and uh, getting some airtime. So. <laughs> Uh, I think that's it. Um, so for those of you who are, are regular students and whatnot, don't forget Thursday is test night. So no class on Thursday. That's the 30th, right? No class on, on Thursday. Um, and for those of you who are Shinobi Kai or will be in the dojo or on virtual tomorrow, uh, we're going to continue on with the sword and staff stuff. And I haven't decided which direction we're leaning in yet. Right. Uh, but we're going to be working on sword and staff, which is, the, which are the weapons for Nidon and Sandan. Staff, Nidon, Sword, Sandan, which is just blade tactics, right? So if I have a knife in my hand and I've learned sword, say I see the knife as a sword with a short blade and close range. Right? Of course, if I hold a Hanbo in my hand, I also see a blunt, unsharpened sword, too. <laughs> it's the nature of a, of a multidirectional brain. Anyway, all right, that's it. We're going to wrap this up. I'm going to stop talking. Talk to everybody again next time on, what is this? Say it with me, Kuden. Get more of Kuden Radio. Subscribe to your favorite podcasting site or subscribe at ModernNinjaWarrior.com.